Hey there, TikTok listeners, Ashlyn Puckett here. You may have heard the word workflow before and wondered what the heck are they talking about? You may have also heard us throw around the term client experience and wondered what we meant by it. Well, we don't just want to tell you, we want to show you. We're hosting a live open house webinar for our most popular product, our client communication templates. The signature workflow that put Teak on the map got a major glow up and is now available for all CRMs. Advisors have been begging us forever to rework our traditional TravelJoy workflow templates to be more general for any CRM, and we finally did it. If jumpstarting 2024 with a streamlined, automated system sounds like a dream, then you're going to want to get in on this ASAP. Our client communication templates are a complete collection of email, form, and task list templates to help you enforce boundaries, manage expectations, and deliver a high-end travel booking experience. If you're wondering, can they really be that good? Don't just take our word for it. Check out the testimonials on our website. Or better yet, join us for an exclusive behind-the-scenes free tour of our client communication templates and all of the amazing resources waiting for you inside. Have you ever bought something after being promised the world only to be let down by the actual product? Yeah, us too. That's why we're peeling back the metaphorical curtain and showing you exactly what you get when you purchase our best-selling client communication templates. To join our next open house and to see how our client communication templates can genuinely change your business, register at the link in the show notes below. I look forward to hopefully seeing you all at the open house. Today, I am joined by Jane Lindsay and Kate Barnes of Solstice Collective. Oftentimes, Teak is working with advisors on creating their brand, and they ask us if we can assist with their website or social media. The answer is, we can't. We believe in staying in our lane and focusing on things that we know that we can do really well. But one thing that we are great at is finding people who can fill in the blanks in the areas of business that we don't offer services. And that's exactly why we have brought on Jane and Kate from Solstice Collective to share about the current social media trends to be aware of. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teak. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency, and now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine, so pour one up with us, grab a seat, and join us to talk all things travel and business. Welcome, Jane and Kate. Thank you. First of all, what I failed to actually share in that intro is that Teak and Solstice Collective have created a partnership that you actually do get a discount with Solstice Collective if you are a Teak client. So we will make sure to share that information in the show notes. So stay tuned for the end where we talk through the description of that affiliate relationship. But before we get into the nitty gritty of social media, can you guys share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got into this space? Yeah. So I'm Jane. Kate and I started this business back in 2019. We were originally called Solstice Social Media. So we only focused on social media management. Then we found our love also for website design and decided 
Solstice Social Media as a name is not going to attract that. So we have now started Solstice Collective and we offer a wide variety of services, but mainly focus on social media management and website design. How we believe that we have the leg up when it comes to working with Teak and being in the travel industry is I, Jane, have been in the travel industry since 2018 and I own a luxury travel agency myself. So we are very, we're able to get the travel, luxury travel, that sort of verbiage cross. We know all of the lingo. I'm very much involved in it. This has been such a great partnership and really fun to learn about all the other travel agencies out there and get to help people in this industry. Absolutely. And you guys have made some beautiful websites. I've been stalking a few clients here and there, and I'm like, man, they're really doing it. And I will say what we loved about the relationship when we started speaking with you is that your turnaround time is very efficient. And that's one thing that Teak, as we go into 2024, we were trying to find more efficient ways of helping advisors create turnkey business solutions like a brand, like a client experience. The website service is something that we used to offer and it's something that we don't offer anymore. And it's because we were experiencing a lot of roadblocks. One thing that we found to be a really big challenge when advisors were creating websites was that they didn't realize the heft and importance of copy. And so we were getting into the website design, but they didn't know how to create really transformative copy. And we do have an entire other podcast episode on the importance of copy and how that can really transform someone from a passive looker to an actual consumer. And so I don't know if you guys experience that very much, but I know that, Kate, you are the copy queen of <laughs> this collective team, correct? Yes, that's correct. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like in both social media and in website design, captions, copy, like that's always a roadblock that we run into as well with clients. They have so many good thoughts in their head. They're just not sure how to put it to paper especially in a way that reaches their target audience or does a call for action. And so that's something that we really pride ourselves on is Jane is our business, luxury travel, design, just total vibe guru. And then I'm in the background just writing away. But no, I think that's a really good part of what we offer. And when we relaunched in, what was it, 2021, I think, for Solstice Collective, we just noticed the need for that in both social media and in web design, which is why we brought in the web design component, because there was such a need across all platforms for that assistance. Let's get into social media, because that is the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today. Can you discuss what social media platforms are the most relevant right now? So currently, I would have to say the most relevant social media platforms are definitely going to be Instagram and TikTok, especially with that video aspect. But it also depends on your niche. So when we do talk about the travel realm, if you are focusing on luxury and maybe even focus on a certain destination, where is that destination biggest on? Is it TikTok? But also we've seen like LinkedIn, where some travel advisors have quit their day job and start in the full-time travel agency, but they came from the corporate world. So they have connections on LinkedIn. So it all depends on your niche. But for the most part, I think in the travel realm, especially Instagram, TikTok, even Pinterest. What are you feeling about Facebook right now? Facebook is still the number one social platform in terms of users. So there's still a ton of people using Facebook. 
But I don't think that means that it's good for every single industry, right? That could just be the number of people who use it for personal stuff or whatever. But I do think it has such a wide range of ages that it's still a good platform to use, but it doesn't incorporate the video aspect of TikTok and Instagram that are so popular right now. And I know we'll get to that later, but I definitely think echoing what Jane said, I think it depends really on who your target audience is. But yeah, those are the top five. Okay, so I think I just realized the difference from marketing perspective on Facebook versus Instagram, TikTok kind of concept. So to me, Facebook is super fantastic at converting people to an interested lead if you are tagged in a Facebook group. If I am proactive and I comment on someone else's question in a Facebook group about, and I'll use Teak as an example, like a workflow template or something like that. And I'm like, hey, actually we have this. But it is always when I provide versus advertise. When I'm educating and I'm giving away rather than trying to take, because I think in Facebook, particularly people are so used to being spammed with so much sponsored content or network marketing that they immediately reject any kind of advertisement in their face. Facebook should be utilized as a very personalized interaction. And the others are social media strategies. I almost want to put them in two different buckets, right? So let's uncover the social media strategy aspect of it because let's take Facebook out of it. Yes, it is a social media platform, but there's less strategy now. And that strategy has to be human driven. So let's talk about the social media strategy component. And let's dig into a little bit before we go granular again. Let's go into the different demographics of the social media platforms that you were talking about. So I think Facebook has such a wide range of ages, like Jane had mentioned. And like I mentioned, you've got people from your grandma to your 12 year old cousin, like everybody's on there making connections with family or for businesses or whatever that may be. When it comes to the other one, specifically Instagram and TikTok, it's generally a younger audience because they are. They're looking for that video content, that engagement. They're searching via hashtag. And then for LinkedIn, I think that one is typically your young professionals, your professionals. Not as many, I wouldn't say young users because there are young professionals, but it's not that type of content. It's typically more professionally focused. So do you that's find at least it's what more effective to do like articles on LinkedIn? Like to me, that's where I would post my blog posts. It's a good place to just share just more information about you and about your business rather than a video scroll. That's not typically the content you would see, right? So the strategy for there is more of the here's this great blog that we just posted or we just started this business. Here's our team. Like it's more like information based and focused on LinkedIn. Correct me if I'm wrong. LinkedIn psychographic demographic breakdown is, to me, probably 30 to 50 primarily consuming articles and education, like they're your newspaper readers, and they're in somewhat of a financially stable season of their life. They are only going to spend time reading something if they think it'll bring value or they're going to skip over it completely. If you are sharing content that they don't find valuable, you'll immediately be discredited from them and they will no longer want to 
consume your content ever again because they'll consider it trivial. That's like how I feel about it. I'm like, bring me value or don't show up on my feed in LinkedIn. Don't waste my time because everyone in LinkedIn has this kind of like efficiency mindset. They're all too busy to be reading something that's not bringing them value. It even comes down to the captions you use, right? Like a caption on Instagram is not going to translate well over to like verbatim over well to LinkedIn. So it's even just as small as the copy. Like it's really just thinking about the audience and who is actually using that platform and what they're using the platform for. TikTok, the demographic psychographic breakdown here is we're seeing 18 to question mark, really middle age. And I would say middle age, but psychographic, I would say is someone that has spare time in their life. Yes. Because they are willing to sit through and scroll more and get lost in it. That also may be an indicator of either someone who has spare time because they have enough resources that they have the luxury of spare time or the opposite of that, frankly. So you have to be pretty specific on how you're targeting people on TikTok. Do you have any tips for that? If someone is going on TikTok, how do you avoid just going into the abyss and actually speaking to your target audience in TikTok? I think on TikTok, it's, it is what it is. If people are looking for it, they'll find you. If they're not looking for it, they'll find you. TikTok is very, I guess, not random because you do get sucked into algorithms. And I know we should touch on that. But you could also find something that you didn't even know you were interested in. So that's a really cool thing too. So maybe somebody wasn't looking for top 10 honeymoon destinations, something like that, but you showed up and now they're thinking about it. TikTok is a really great opportunity for people to find you or on purpose or on accident. So this is where you post your big flashy thing. This is where you go for the viral content. So to me, I, I just want people like listening to be able to section out what their content would look like. And so we've covered that Facebook is the personal interaction. LinkedIn is the value add, potentially long form article. Then you've got TikTok, which is the flashy, trendy, go for the viral. And then to me, then Instagram is where you can get this perfect meld of all of those, actually. This is interesting because there's like this evolution of all of these different aspects broken out. I do feel like Instagram is the most, correct me if I'm wrong, generalized of all of these because you can get a little bit of each of these platforms into Instagram. Really quick, going back to TikTok, I think the age range for that is really why I think it's widening. I think it's still a lot of young folks. But the big thing on there is the trends, right? What's trending? What are the hashtags being used? What are the for your page, right? Like, specifically, what are people looking for? And again, it's identifying who you want to reach on TikTok. Are you trying to get the young business owner who has totally freedom with money can spend a ton on the luxury trip? Is it more your corporate person who's just on there because their niece or nephew told them to. You know what I mean? So it's like really identifying who you're trying to reach on TikTok and tailoring your content to that via your hashtags, via your whatever you're making your um, video of. And then with Instagram, I definitely agree that it is a really good meld of both and figuring out based on your target audiences, just in general, which platform do you want to start on? And to your point, Jennifer, like then branch out from there because trying to do all at once, that's going to just dilute your strategy 
totally. And you're going to be so frazzled with trying to do so many things for so many different platforms. So it's really good to start with one and really solidify that. I definitely agree that Instagram is a really good place to do that. Can we do some hypotheticals real quick? And, Love it. Okay. Let's do some hypothetical target audience examples. If I were a mom of three, just a standard middle-class income, and I want a vacation for my kids, and I'm planning it, I am strapped for time. I do not work. My husband works. And I am involved in the PTA. Where does that person live in the social world? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. They're probably making a post and they're saying, does anybody have any advice on we really want to go to Mexico with their family? We need something that's kid friendly, whatever. You're either somebody is going to tag you because they've used you before or you're going to see that post and you're going to tag. And they might be in like different groups, right? If they're with the PTA, they might be in like a mom's group or a parent's group for the school. And maybe they're asking those people or obviously not on the official PTA page, but they're going to go for those kind of trusted folks that they know who have used somebody before because they don't have probably the time or the mental capacity, which I don't blame them for, to do that research to try and figure it out. So then Young Honeymooner very DIY in the planning process, loves to do it, loves a Pinterest board, which that might be leading the witness on throwing that out there, but loves to find inspiration, put it together, and wants something that is quote unquote off the beaten path, but we all know is going to end up in Italy. Where are they? They're going to be on TikTok. They're also going to be finding those trending things because they probably were led to think that they want to go to Italy because they watched enough travel videos on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Or real than Instagram. I could see them also maybe like double checking on Instagram. But I think primary platform would be TikTok for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I have a clarifying question on this and I have an opinion and that's why I'm asking. That's where they're finding their inspiration. Where are they finding their travel advisor? Instagram, I think. I think also that young honeymooners, I do not think Facebook groups are dead for them. Like, I do think that a lot of podcasts have Facebook groups and they do post in there and it's this kind of like safe space, trusted community. I do think that inspiration comes from TikTok. I don't think that everyone needs to be on TikTok. To me, that would be depleting for me. It's not my skill set. I am not a videographer. I do not want to have my full face of makeup every time I'm traveling and feel like I'm vlogging. I understand the attraction to be on TikTok for the notoriety and the views. But at the same time, I'm always questioning, okay, but are they gleaning inspiration there and then coming to me through another avenue? That's where I'm thinking. So can you guys shed light on that? How do you capitalize on these avenues of inspiration, but ultimately get them to come to you? Yeah. And I think ultimately it's that validation, right? They want to know you're a trusted partner. They want to know you're a real person, first of all, right? They don't want to be booking travel through somebody who has zero experience in the travel industry that they just found on TikTok because a hashtag told them to, right? So I think TikTok absolutely is good for that type of inspirational, oh my God, I've never heard of this castle in Ireland before and I really want to go there. Then they'll go to Facebook or Instagram or your website or, or your company's website to be like, OK, is this person legit? 
what is their experience? And granted, I know, Jane, this is totally your lane, but that's just the take I have on it. And really, where are you going to find your person? Where are you going to find your client? Where are you going to find your customer? And then tailoring your strategy to that. Because we've also had a lot of questions about Twitter. Do we do a Twitter? And if, I don't know, is your audience on Twitter? That's You really have to narrow it down to who are you trying to reach? How are you going to reach them? Okay, let's go back to captions because we talked about how captions can vary. I'm thinking like LinkedIn, it's got to be direct. There's no quippiness about it. It's factual. It's got to be like headline caption. Whereas Instagram, you want to be a little like baiting and you can be a little cutesy and it can be, it's still short form, but you can elaborate a little bit more. But Facebook, you almost want it to sound like you're personally speaking to someone. Whereas Instagram can feel a little bit more like an advertisement and educational and walk through different points, maybe use some emojis. Then does TikTok have caption? What's the format that is most impactful and beneficial? Captions are a lot like Instagram captions. Okay. That you can probably double up on those, but you also have hashtags on TikTok as well. Okay. I feel like TikTok captions should be a little bit shorter and really focus on the hashtags. Because that's where people are going to find you on TikTok. Whereas hashtags are really important on Instagram too, but you can do a lot more of a long form caption, not super long, maybe like on Facebook or something, but a little bit more long form than TikTok. But I'd say that Instagram and TikTok captions can be pretty similar. Yeah. In terms of verbiage and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. If someone is overwhelmed with the thought of making a reel, is it just as easy to make a reel as it is to make a TikTok video? Hey there, T-Talk listeners, Ashlyn Puckett here. Do you have a specific travel niche or unique business model? Then we have the right service for you. For those of you who have been following us for some time, you know we've launched a brand new service in 2023 called the Custom Client Experience, which means you probably also know that we sold out for the year by July. That's right, by July. Well, we have good news. This service was such a big hit that we're bringing it back in 2024, revamped and better than ever. So what is the custom client experience workflow anyway? Our client experience workflow is what put Teak on the travel industry map, but now we're kicking it up a notch. With our client experience design package, you will get a fully customized workflow designed in TravelJoy exclusively for your travel business. This is a five-week project that ends with you walking away with a fully customized client experience full of emails, forms, and task lists full of automation. That means less working on the weekends and happier clients. It's a win-win. If you're currently using TravelJoy and you're looking to revolutionize the way that you do business in 2024, we're waiting to hear from you. Our waitlist is open. So if your ears perked up during this commercial, you know what to do. Enter your info through the link in the show notes, and we're going to be in touch. That's all for me. I can't wait to see you next year and work with you on your custom client experience project. TikTok definitely came out with more of this idea, I feel like, first. But TikTok has some like built-in features that I now see Instagrams doing, so it's about the same. But TikTok is so ahead of the game. The trending audio could be something on TikTok. And then a week later, it's trending on Instagram. Can you make one video and use it for both? It doesn't translate over to TikTok. 
you can make it and then you can fix it that way, but you can't like just share it to one or the other. Mm -mm. It's one of those things like I remember when we first started doing reels and because back in the day there weren't reels. And when we first started doing them and doing our TikToks, we would like text each other and be like, this feels so awkward. What am I doing? (laughs) But the more you do it, the better it does get. I will say there's still moments where it's like, what am I actually doing with my face right now? But you get more comfortable and you start to figure out again, like what content is doing really well and on which platform is this? Because it is going to be different. Is this real on Instagram doing really well? But then when I put it on TikTok, it just like totally craps out. Maybe. Or they could be really good on both. So it's really just paying attention to that. I think the light on that travel advisors have is you can post really pretty mm-hmm. travel videos or where you don't have to show your face. It doesn't have to be your face, thankfully. Yeah. And you can, or you can share uh, an itinerary that you built, something like that. Okay, so Reels, you can do one single video stream and you can do like words over it. So it's very simple. Like it doesn't take a lot of energy and you can actually create it in Canva and upload it to Instagram like that. Is TikTok like that too? Or do you have to splice and dice and do all the editing in TikTok? Because that's where that gets exhausting to me. And that's all I'm seeing on TikTok. And I'm not going to do that. No, I think it's just you can do either. Okay. It's just what you want to do. I feel like they made it so you can't just easily transfer. You can't do that. So let's say, Jane, if you were to start your travel business tomorrow, Obviously, you have two different businesses here. Say you are like going into this thinking, I want to put my energy towards social media and I want to pick one platform. What is going to inspire and convert? Where are you going to focus your energy? So Instagram, we are a luxury travel based company. I can share our posts. I can share videos and I can share photos. I can do a live stream if I need to, if I'm traveling. If there is a, you know, a hotel that we're trying to feature and they post something, I can share them to our story. We've got the highlights. So somebody wants to look back on, say, a testimonial or something like that. I think Instagram has a lot of uh, just capabilities. Advice for somebody who is starting out or something like that. One, done is better than perfect. Two, it's not as scary after you do it a couple of times. Three, If you can make a plan ahead of time, so we call it the content calendar, then you're not struggling to think of ideas. So if you just spend one day a month planning out your next month's content, and then it's not as scary. Consistency is huge. And I think people in general, when they want to start a social media account on whatever platform it is, they're like, oh my God, I need to post seven days a week. That is not accurate. And I think that's extremely intimidating. We, even as a social media management web design company, we thought that we're like, oh, we don't have enough content to do these five days or whatever, or we have so much content we need to post every day. And it's not that. And I think taking that part out of it too, for any business owner is really huge. Just like taking a step back and be like, okay, maybe I start with two days a week. Let's see how that goes. Schedule that content out. See how that goes. See where your engagement is. And keeping that consistent. And then you can figure out really what works best for you. Even just having conversations like this, like just chatting about it with somebody, I think can bring a lot of insight and hopefully answers to folks that are concerned about it. I think it's very much like the 
mentality of laying out your clothes or meal prepping. If I don't meal prep, I'm going to eat like crap. If I don't lay out my clothes, I'm going to spin out and half of my closet's going to end up on the floor and I'm not going to feel confident, especially if I'm in a rush. So isn't social media the exact same thing? Like, why are we being surprised every day when we're like, oh, I don't have something to throw up on social media, so I just won't do it. It should be as important in the life of your business as these physical things are in your personal life. And even taking that time to in that preparation, like you're in that scheduling or let's say you do it on the first of the month. You're like, okay, for this month, we're going to do this. And every Monday and Wednesday, we're going to post this content. Okay, then maybe Thursdays will be my engagement day. Because that's a really other critical piece of this is you can schedule all the content you want, but your followers need to hear from you as well. So it's are you engaging with your folks too? And really being really intentional about that time, even if it's 20 minutes a day and being intentional with that, accounting for that in your schedule as well is really important. And so it may seem overwhelming and you may have a plan that completely falls to crap, but at least you have an idea and a tentative plan to help you get through like your content. So you just brought up something. That's how we originally got our following was it was a task every day for us to like or comment on 20 accounts. We haven't kept up with that, but it is how Teak has never spent a marketing dollar. Essentially, we've never done a paid ad. We've never done any marketing campaign other than email and organic reach on social media. So there is a severe underestimation in the importance of proactively reaching out to your target audience on social media. And I would say primarily Instagram because Facebook feels a little too personal, like you're in my personal (laughs) space. But if you go on Instagram and you like someone's story or you comment, oh my gosh, that dress is gorgeous. It doesn't even have to do with your business. It just has to show connection. So two questions. How often do you recommend interacting? And what does that interaction look like? You mentioned like scheduling it once a week or whatnot. Do you have a specific metric that you advise like the 20 accounts? And do you think it should be on stories? Do you think that it should be on posts? Like what should someone hold themselves accountable for when it comes to interaction? I think starting out, it's very important to do it daily just to get your name out there and see or show your face, whatever, and being inter- interacting. And then you can wean off of it. But realistically, you're already on there. So if you're like, I know I'm going to be on Instagram for an hour today at some point, why can't even 15 minutes of that be dedicated to just talking, commenting on things? Because how often are we just scrolling and not liking something or whatever? But realistically, I think starting out, it should be every day. Having to be on social media does not have to be a terrifying, intimidating thought. It doesn't have to mean that you're on every platform every second of every day. It means that you can have a a tailored strategy for your business that makes the most sense for you. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we tell our clients is, yes, we're here to help, but also just it doesn't have to be this really horrible thought of, oh my God, I'm going to be doing nothing but posting on social media. I don't have time to do this. It doesn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way, quite frankly, if you have the strategy outlined. 
No one ever felt this way about marketing and advertising. And I want to say marketing and advertising because advertising has a different connotation. People think of marketing as what marketing is now. It's very strategic and it, it encompasses email marketing and social media. But when people think of advertising, I think of like slicks and billboards and all of these things. We live in a time where those things are not financially a burden necessarily, like they can be if you choose to make them part of your marketing strategy. But people do not need major advertising spend to be successful if they do it in a savvy way. So to me, I don't think that there is necessarily space to complain about this necessary evil because it is the biggest gift of our time. It is the biggest pro of the technological evolution. It just feels like we are not taking full advantage of something that could be a major successful tool if we start to look at it with this very like resentful filter. Okay, so my question is, are paid ads worth it? And I'm going to I'm going to give you my hot take before so that you can respond. I think that they absolutely can be worth it, but they are not something that should be handled yourself because I do think that the back end of paid ads need someone that genuinely knows the platform. Otherwise, you're throwing money away. Okay. Okay. So we also have never done a paid ad, but I think it comes with maybe different industries. It's more beneficial just because if you are, say, selling the Black Friday sale thing, because there's so many you would have to pay. But you're right. You have to hire somebody who knows what you're doing. But if you are just blindly, which I think a lot of people do, when they do end up saying, oh, I wasted this money doing this. I think they just blindly didn't do the research, didn't do the research on the people who are following them. And then they just throw money at it, hoping that it'll come back and they'll have all of this business from it. If you are not someone that knows the psychology of what is converting well when it comes to a paid advertisement, then you may be throwing hundreds of dollars away. And I have done that. So I know that. And I'm saying this because I went to you guys and I was like, hey, we're looking, considering someone for a social strategy, but we also want to pursue paid ads. Is that something you specialize in? You are very transparent about that's not our realm. And again, let's all stay in our lane. You're like, we're very good at the social media strategy piece, like the posting piece and the copy piece. But the ads piece is a different person. And even for like our own business, that's how it would be. Like we're a social media management company and we would seek assistance with that because to your point, you have to be able to know that you have a strategic plan in place. And then like you were saying, Jennifer, monitor your campaign. I think in general, like the most general statement I could make would be paid ad campaigns can be beneficial. And I think they are beneficial. But when they're really done, they're strategically planned and they really have that kind of follow up as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Let's bring up the word that is talked about and then cringed about constantly. And that word is algorithm. And what should people be feeling when they hear that word? What does it mean to you? And what would your advice be to someone when they're like, oh, the algorithm? Like a, It's like a four-letter word. It was a scary word at, at the beginning. And I think because it was so um, unpredictable, but now with all of the tools that social media can provide, so even your Instagram or TikTok, whatever, you're going to have those insights. So the insights are there to help you 
So if they're telling you that all of your followers are on more at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, like you have these tools to tell you what the algorithm's doing. Where are you finding that? On Instagram within your insights. We use later for our posts. And they, once you hit a certain amount of followers too, they can give you more insights. But later shows us when the best time to post is. It tells us about our audience. And for different platforms, like we've got LinkedIn and, and Instagram, and I think Facebook on there as well. And so it shows us for each one. Yes, we have Pinterest on there. And Pinterest, yeah. The algorithm doesn't have to be a scary thing, but I agree that I think it's become one because people are like, what does that even mean? It's literally like strategy. Be interactive. Post consistently. The more consistent you are with your posts, with your content, that's also going to get you in line with the algorithm, right? Because your people are going to, your audience is going to be seeing your content regularly, which will then guide your insights. So it's the consistency, it's the engagement, it's the interactive kind of call to action. It's really just all of those. All the things that we're saying. Yeah. I am all about maximizing one system before you ever add another one. So if you're not maximizing one social media platform and you know that your demographic lives on that platform, Max out the capability there before you try and add a whole nother responsibility to yourself. Max out the versatility of Instagram before you add something else and you will be rewarded when it comes to the algorithm. Okay. How often should someone be posting on any platform? And does it matter which platform it is? We mentioned you don't want to post every day on Facebook. That's going to feel a little overkill. So what are your recommendations for the other platforms? So as Kate had mentioned in the beginning, start with whatever you're comfortable with. If you're going to be doing this yourself, start with whatever you're comfortable with, but make sure that you're doing it the same every time. For example, if you are if you only have time or you're only comfortable with two posts a week, make sure you're still posting those two posts a week consistently. We Our favorites are like three and five days, for Instagram at least. The sweet spot is three to five days and making sure that there is the different categories. The two like bounce I know for Instagram at least are carousels and rails. So just but having a variety. And I think another key component to remember is it's quality over quantity, right? Sure, you can post five days a week, but are those really quality content? Is that quality content for your followers? Or are you just posting five days a week because you think you should? So really figure out the content you want to share and then you can determine the breakdown. And like as time goes on, you'll be able to tell what your audience is responding to, you'll get more followers, you'll have those numbers and data to back it up. But really remember, like, you want to share that quality content, not just share it because you feel like you have to or because you're trying to keep up with something else or because that adds a whole nother level of stress. So if you've got quality content for three posts a week, great. If you've got quality content for five or six, awesome. But just really honing in on what that quality content is really important. All right. And then let's talk about, to close this out, let's talk about brand consistent imagery because this is something that we are super passionate about. So how do you ensure and what tips do you have for creating consistent imagery or videography? Because I think that's when it gets really tricky too, because like videography for reels can have different colorations and lighting, but then you can just put like a brand consistent image as like a cover image, which is what I would think you would do. They didn't used to be able to do that when Reels first started, which I felt like made grids look inconsistent and splotchy and it always bothered me. But now they've allowed people to use another image that's not from that specific video. So 
Where do you recommend sourcing imagery? How does one obtain imagery? How do you maintain brand consistency? All things when it comes to imagery and videography that touches that brand identity. Your goal is for when your social media pops up before anybody even sees your name, that they know that it's going to be your company. A really lucky thing that travel advisors have, and I know I kind of talked about this, we have a photo gallery in our phone just full of content already. So we're very fortunate to have, you know, travel pictures and things like that. So you don't even need to use stock images half the time. If you are a travel agency that, you know, focuses on Caribbean destinations, you should have already kind of your branding should match that between all the Caribbean destinations. You've already got kind of a consistency there. So you should be recognizable. But your branding should also reflect what you're selling as well. This is where I struggled was I had to create a Google Drive essentially and drop all the images into one Google Drive. And then I'm much better at picking out the ones that don't fit than picking out the ones that do fit. So to me, I had to put them all together and and even Planoly or Later would work, like dump them into some space. But because when I was doing it on the fly, I would post something and then all of a sudden my grid looked very different because I wasn't mapping this out before and seeing like the evolution of the grid. And now my images aren't laid out correctly. I've got colors touching each other that I don't like. Maybe there's font inconsistency. And so I do think that there has to be plenty of proper planning. I like that you guys have like a shared folder, essentially like a proofed folder of things that can be used, but also creating guidelines of like no two blue skies next to each other because that looks crazy, you know? And I would always with Explore Tour, I would always try and be like, okay, flat lay, human, and then landscape. But like the human, it couldn't be like a human in a landscape if the next thing was going to be landscape. So like there were certain rules that we had to follow in order to make it have this like variety and depth to it. But I do think that only comes from seeing them all together and realizing it doesn't fit rather than like assuming something will fit. And even if you don't use, you know, one of those programs, like you were saying, just putting it in a Google Drive and saying, this is my month. You can make your drive like month by month by month and your posts. And as long as you're visualizing it, maintaining the same color, thought consistency, just planning things ahead. Okay. I know that we could talk all day about social media. We will pull back. We will save some for another episode because there's so much more to uncover. But before we go, how can advisors find you and how can they find out more about working with you for social media management? Yeah, so our website, so we have a Teak branded website. It is solstice-collective.com slash Teak. And we have all of our web design and social media management packages on there. We offer all of the advisors that work with us through Teak. They get $250 off. For social media management, we're doing $250 off your first month. We are on Instagram as well, and we're solstice collective underscore. And you can send us any questions you may have. We're happy to answer. Thank you guys so much. I have only heard great things from clients that have worked with you. And I think that's just a testament to how well you know the industry because you are from the travel background. So thank you so much for taking your time and your talents today and sharing them with our audience. We are so appreciative of everything that you've shared with us about social media. 
To those who are listening, we promise to have Solstice Collective back on the podcast to talk about website creation. That's a whole nother topic we need to uncover. They have so much insight to give, and we are elated to call them a Teak partner. And thank you to our listeners for joining another episode of Teak Talks. If you are loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Please head on over to Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teak Talk. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community, where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.